0: The following episode of Polynol is brought to you by Clockshelves Entertainments Content Club, releasing episodes early and uninterrupted on patreon.com/clockshelves. You not only get all of our podcasts which includes Polynol, MCU and Me, Buffyverse and Converse. You also get some bonus episodes of Lost with Friends. You get bonus episodes of Paul and All and all the other shows that you listen to. But you get these episodes early and uninterrupted over there at patreon.com slash clockshelves that we call Content Club. So go ahead and check it out now. It is extremely affordable, and of course, it helps us keep the lights and mics on. time to chit chat about this and that oh yes no stress we keep coming back jbc and all his friends from far and near maybe make you cry maybe bring you some cheer so many people with so much to say from pop culture to travel weird news to q a no topic is too small here on our show paul and all hello everyone and welcome to another episode of paul and all as always i am your host paul casey and i am delighted to be joined by both a returning guest and a brand new guest to the program go ahead and introduce yourselves guys
1: Hello, I'm Kanai. I'm a musical artist, producer, and rapper and singer. And thank you for having me on your podcast.
2: How's it going,
1: Recurring James?
3: And I'm back for another pollanol.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, James. Welcome to the show, Kanai.
0: Thank you for uh, for sitting in with us today. Of course, thank you for inviting me. Um, you are, as you said, you are multi-talented. Uh, I want to see if I get it all right: <laughs> rapper, singer, producer. What was some of the other ones you said? Uh I don't know, like a music composer, a lot of the there things. We um, so uh as we are recording this, I believe it was yesterday. A a new so okay, wait. First, I want to make sure that we get this out of the way. Would you say songs? Would you say beats? Like what would you? I know I
1: sounded super white saying that just now. <laughs> no, it's okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we are you talking about what I released yesterday or what I've been releasing? In general, yeah, what you've been releasing, yeah. So right now what I've been releasing a lot is a lot of instrumentals and beats because I have like <sighs> hundreds of beats now. But um the reason why... I- I haven't released too many of my vocal songs or like like because I, I have vocal songs recorded right now i'm learning something called mixing and mastering and with vocals it's like a whole another world compared like compared to making beats and that's something a lot of people tend to get like like the concept incorrect like they think because you make beats that means you record people that means you do this there's different types of categories of so different types of people there's certain people who only do your voice towards a beat there's some people who only make beats there's certain people who only mix beats there's certain people who only sound engineers so there's so many different layers me personally i'm trying to learn how to do everything and that's why i'm going to school in orlando within like two months i leave and and i'm already packing up and getting my tickets and everything ready but yeah people tend to have the misconception that um making beats is 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 everything but it's really not everyone has their own niche and their own like like what they prefer but i prefer to do everything because i love the process it's very very much a creative process from the start to finish
0: so i want to i want to ask so um what you said there and i've i've talked with with music um with a few different people on the show in the past Mm uh cousin of mine um he's always had aspirations of doing music of some sort he's put some stuff out there on youtube um he, he his ultimate goal is he wants to be like a i say metal but it's it's the music where when they they sing it sounds like the the noises that my stomach makes when it's upset you know blah 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 (laughs) blah blah blah, blah, you know whatever i don't know what that's what that specific genre is but that's that's like what he what he does or that's what he wants to do but he knows that that's not necessarily you know what is what could potentially get him started and, and things like that um and so he and I have done some, so I I write a lot like so I've written a lot of like lyrics and he he okay. does, he tends to do the music things like that. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not somewhere out there and maybe one day uh, I'll I'll uh, let someone listen to them. There is actually two mixtapes of me out there rapping over other people's beats. Oh. Those that exists somewhere on the internet but uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one's been able to find them yet. So and I'm <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, don't worry. One day when it, when some like of the blood, blow up probably <laughs> one of your most famous interviews but when it starts to blow up um people, people go and dig and find I, i'm worried too i got so many things i'm gonna have to explain in the future i'm like i was 15 let me let me start. <laughs> so um but something you said there
0: uh is is very interesting to me because like uh what your your music and correct me if i'm wrong here what your music i think tends to to focus on uh takes more of a like a hip hop r&b style, would you
1: agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, and okay. that's because the reason why lately, because that's really what sells right now. But I have all types of genres of beats I have like metal, I have um, like a Taylor Swift, like guitar, I have Bruno Mars, I have so many beats. But right now, the biggest thing that sells is like that trap, that drill, that hip hop, because that's what a lot of people love right now, so that's what it's what I, I unfortunately not unfortunately but that's what i just put out a little bit more of because that's what's going to get me the most attention and the most eye because when i first started making beats even uh, james had this producer and this guy i've now been messaging this on my own his name is wap he's a producer out in la when i first made this like one beat, it's called um oh it's like I, I actually never gave it a proper name but i sampled something from like 1962 and it was really like a I don't even know what you would call it, but like the drums, like I guess you could say it's like a nineties hip. It, it kind of re- like resemble like hip hop, but like also like different aspects. Because I'm very big on like, I like to take like all types of beats and like morph it into one unique style. So, for example, like we could have like a like like a and B hip hop guitar, and then I might take like like the reggaeton kick pattern. So, like it goes like do 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 do, and instead of doing like the do cha do cha, I might do 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 cha, cha 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 do. To, like make it different and, and I like to like mix it and just be different because that's also another thing I'm a percussionist I've been playing the drums since I was 11 years old so I have like almost like a decade of experience of drums so like my drum patterns are always something that's unique to my style and whenever I'm feeling and however I feel so yeah right now that, that's why it's been more so hip-hop but I also have a very 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 broad um genre of, of instrumentals
0: you say you're saying so many things. I have so many questions that I want to run through. <laughs> so um so first you said about the fact that that you you play drums uh, and you're a percussionist. Do you and you you actually said you know just a moment ago that you have like a Taylor Swift type of, of uh you know instrumental and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you play the music yourself? Do you use um like the I don't know what they what like the, VSTs? Like the correct like- yeah, like pre-recorded. Stuff or like like a drum loops.
1: loops. Yeah, do you do that sort of thing? Like, what I do? Yeah, I do a lot of things. I do. Um, I use loops. I'm not against it because some some producers they feel, um, like if you use a loop, it's it's. I guess they say try takes a creative process, but to me, I feel like it'd be very inspirational, but like, I, they don't matter to me. Like, if I like the loop, if I like the guitar, I have a guitar now that I play here. A lot of the times, if you ever hear a piano on my beat, it's most likely me playing the piano though. Cause I do love, I do have a piano keyboard. There's something called VSTs to where you could use um, like, say if I, like I had a violin or a trumpet, like I can't actually, I can't, I can't really play the trumpet well. So I just hook it up into com- my computer, be computer generated and i just play it through the piano and it sounds pretty good. So that's really what I've been focused on, but I have been learning the guitar. My goal is to, when I go out there to um, Orlando while I'm learning, I want to take singing classes and guitar classes because I'm falling in love with the guitar. It is such a therapeutic instrument. Oh my goodness. I wish I started start playing it like years ago.
0: That I will agree with. I, I have dabbled in guitar when I was younger, but it was something unfortunately that I was never able to do. People told me because I have very long fingers that I would be better for piano, but unfortunately I never had the discipline for anything like that. Um, it's interesting to hear like the the way that you're saying things. I've I've been into all genres of music pretty much my entire life. I'm named after one of the Beatles, so that's obviously like I always say that's my favorite mm-hmm. band, but. Um, people always ask me like my music, and I I like to say that I I try to listen to a little bit of everything. I always say I can go from the Beatles to Eminem to Rob Zombie to mm-hmm. you know Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. uh, you know little throw a little like Garth Brooks, Toby Keith in there, and you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and all the way back around again. And um, I'm very fascinated uh, with uh, I don't want to say just one particular thing, but uh, Dr. Dre and uh-huh. you know sort of the the 80s into the 90s into the 2000s the way that he transformed a lot of hip-hop oh 100 and you were saying before how you know uh there's like there's beat makers and there's this and i've seen that and, and heard different things in interviews and all sorts of things with regards to to dr dre and what you had said made me made me think of this and i can't remember the exact quote but somebody uh well various people have talked about sort of how he works because he's not a beat-maker, per se. In every generation, there is a chosen one. She alone will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. She is the Slayer. And now, thanks to Clockshelves Entertainment, we bring you Buffyverse and Converse, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe-themed podcast as we re-watch every episode of the beloved franchise whether you're a first time viewer or been a fantastic fan from the beginning this show has something for you so check us out wherever you get your podcast and celebrate with us as we celebrate 25 years of buffy rolling into sunnydale and into our geeky hearts because mm-hmm. like some people you know when you see like a produced by credit on a song especially like a hip-hop song or what have you um mm-hmm that it that means that they did like the beat for that song even if you know like you could make a beat and i could you could send it to me and i rap over it and Mm -hmm. i'm mixing it like you said and i'm doing all of the things but you still get the producer credit because you made the beat beat. and uh i saw a thing where and again i can't remember the exact quote but it was something where you know dr dre will sit there with like three or four artists and maybe listen to old records like you said you 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 sampled something from the 60s like he'll do that or he'll like have them play something and he'll like isolate one sound like hey play that piece on the trumpet and then he'll kind of go to like the the drum pattern and he'll do something like that and the trumpet like whatever the tune is Mm -hmm. he might Recreate it on the have somebody recreated on the piano or on the guitar or what have you so that it's the same thing and it's not an exact sample and you know all these things and I believe it was uh, Snoop Dogg basically said he's he is in the truest sense a producer because he makes sure everything is produced overall. You know he doesn't necessarily do the beats like other people yeah. do that but he not he coaches like you know say your lyrics like this mm-hmm. and you know what i mean he yeah. he's like the sound engineers and it sounds like that's kind of what you want to do
1: yeah i mean at the end of the day my, my end goal is to become like a very very big artist i want to become one of the biggest artists ever live. but a hundred percent like the main the main the main job for producer to is it's to be, like, the teacher or, like, the guidance for the artist. Because when artists come in there, they're not going to know anything about hertz, frequencies, mixing, compression, EQ, um, vocal distortion, uh, reverb delay. Like, they're not going to know much about that. They're going to try, like, Im- imitate it with their mouth. But it's very rare you're going to meet artists that know depth of production. And like you said, Dr. Dre, the the whole, like, thing that comes to producing is really is just seeing, like, it's seeing the artist's vision and helping them accomplish like their vision as close as you can to what they want, or sometimes at like what what they do want. So yeah, that's that's what pretty much. And then, yeah, like like you said, like that that's very much that's very much what a producer is. Like that that's the best example you gave with Doctor Dre making sure like oh that that right there sounds good. Those drums right there is that okay. Do I want to take that out? Do I want to give more space to the um artist? Do I want to take this out for artist so they can say that? Do I tell that artist hey take a breath there so that way your flow is matches the tempo of the beat? Do I want to slow down the beat? Do I want to distort like and that really is like. If like if, if just as much as the artist um the producer is just as important as an artist like a hundred percent because without the other one is gonna is gonna end up being stuck james are you having hands raised?
2: <laughs> so speaking on producers uh, i noticed i didn't want to like interrupt anything um and i'm also you know working um <laughs> speaking of producers uh timbaland was known to sample a lot of his sounds from like indian music or like indian like you know yeah. movies so is there any particular like is there any particular like sound or country that you've been like looking into recently that you know has piqued your interest in terms of like yo i like the way like like for example like you said you like guitar so a lot of people like the spanish guitar It like, yeah. it's amazing
1: so like is it a spanish guitar or is there any particular, like, you know reason that, like, piques your interest? Yeah, you know what? You know what? Thanks, Jane, for asking that. I really, 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 really love, like, Asian mm-hmm. orchestra, like, like, compose- like, composers. They're very – there's something about them. Like, they use the perfect instruments because a lot of times – because, yeah, like, a lot of times when I hear, um like – let's say like an instrumental, like and these, I'm talking about like old songs, like from like the 1800s and stuff from like Asia, like Japan, China, they, the way the violins, the way the flutes, the way the chimes, the way everything is orchestrated is orchestrated. Damn near perfect. I can't, I can't get enough of it. I love, I love, I love, I love like one of my favorite songs too. This isn't the oldest song you guys probably heard. It's by, um, ooh, what is her name? Hold on. Sorry. Let me look it up real quick. Cause I want to, it's called stay with me and it's by a Japanese artist. She, unfortunately, I think she passed away in 2003. So rest in peace to her, but her name is, if I can pronounce it right. Where is it? While
0: you're looking this up, I just want to make a comment that here's how I know that you're going to go far is because the, 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 you said, thank you. And then you said, that's a very good question, James. That is like, that is a PR person right there. Like, you know, (laughs) to say, thank you. That's a very good question that was fantastic
1: yeah. i love that <laughs> thank you sorry thank you. i didn't mean to interrupt you but that's okay that was, was really good <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much like i said it's it, again yeah, the song's called stay with me it's by uh miki matsubara i hope i didn't uh, butcher her name but it's such a like the way like her voice is and everything and they speak english throughout the song with like the first half but then the verses uh of course japanese but i love i love i love um because i don't want to sound weird but like i love like Vi- like Asian violin like like players and like Trump, there's something like they they're very passionate when they play. Like not saying American people aren't, but like it's just a certain like sound they have. And even when I like I remember like when I was in high school, my teacher would tell us like because every trimester we have to take like a drum test and a movement test to make sure we're keeping up with the class. And they said in like Japan they they don't they don't go to the students to take the test. The students have to come to them to play the instrument. If they don't, then they just take them out the class. And and that that's really like that's like some cool discipline because it shows like who really wants to be there and who's really going to put effort and how, how much of like greatness could come out of that class. And I find that very beautiful. And that's why I very much like to d- uh, dig into like old Asia, like music and their, their, I can't get enough of their flutes and their violence. It is so beautiful. Same thing with even like, uh, oh my God, like Beethoven. I, I was listening to Beethoven. I, li- I, my, my playlist on my phone is so bipolar. Like almost like how you said earlier, Paul, Um, I go from country. I'll go from rag, reggaeton. I've been I've been listening to a lot of old school 90s hip hop, Nas, Jada Kiss, Big Pun, uh, LL Cool J, like because like that's really what you got to do. If you want to be great, you got to look through the history. You can't just join something and expect to be ignorant. You got to see what worked in the past and try to see what what do you like from other people's style? Because sometimes you learn from people and that's really where I've been at right now um my, my girlfriend she's spanish so she brought out like a lot of my spanish side with the uh, like reggaeton drums cuz like i wasn't really like i was I, I was doing a lot more like kanye i guess you say back in like december i was very like soul sample and making it to like a hip hop i love the way it felt and then i after <laughs> when i moved in with her i started doing like a lot of reggaeton and then now i've been doing like a lot of trap and i've been i've been doing like a lot of like different type of stuff but my album Oh my album. I can't wait until that's released. Oh.
0: So I want to go back to something you were we were talking about, like uh just producers and how the way that they they sort of for lack of a better word handle um like the artists and stuff. I was re-watching the the get back documentary, the Beatles documentary on, Mm -hmm. on Disney recently, and I know a lot, obviously. I said I'm named after one of my favorite band. My father knows more than I ever will, but I know quite a lot about the the Beatles and and their history and uh, the different stories behind things. And it's it's really interesting, I think, to watch that documentary because for. A variety of reasons for where the band was at the time i'm not going to necessarily uh-huh. go into all of that but they were very much on the decline they were getting ready to break up it was actually that album and then one more and then they would be uh, in mm-hmm. re- recording order and then they would they would break up but it's it's interesting how much of it it's them and obviously it's a different style of music and things like that but it's Uh, How much of it is them and the, uh, the engineer, Glenn Johns, and then the producer, George Martin, doesn't even come in for quite a while into the recording because they're trying to figure out what they want. And then he comes in. Now, granted, they had worked together for close to 10 years at that point, so it was very easy to sort of come in and for them as the the four of them as the band to figure out, you know, we want to do this, we want to do that, this works, that works, whatever. And then for, for George Martin, the producer to sort of come in and just kind of like, you know, punch things up here or there, do this, do that, put this, even put this song before this song on the, uh, on the album, you know what I mean? And then like do, you know, you got to do overdubs for this part or whatever. And he was, he was doing all that sort of stuff. Um, there was, I, I, I wish I would have written it down. There was something that you had said uh, a moment ago that I wanted to to ask you about, but unfortunately the question has now uh, lost me. <laughs> I did want to ask James though, James. Um, So uh, we heard, can I say that like, he's been, you know, doing music since he, since he was a kid and whatnot. And I'm curious from your perspective with the relationship that you two have like, when did you know, obviously you want to say like, oh, well, I always believed in, I'm not doubting you if you say that, but I'm kind of curious, like, when did you know this would be more than just like, he plays drums in school and he's interested in music, as opposed to this is, this looks like it's going to be a thing and he's really going to pursue this and he's really interested in this.
2: Um. So I'll be, uh, I'll be honest. Be honest. I knew when he was, I knew he was really dedicated when he signed up for his school. Uh, and it's not that, and I don't want this to come across like wrong or negative, but uh, he's like, like we all do as, you know, at his particular age, um, we all go through like, you know, what we would like to be or what we want to do. I know he was super big into gaming. He wanted to be into YouTube. Yeah. He wanted to be like, you know, oh, a
1: talk about that <laughs>
2: and you know, that was like his passion for a little bit. And uh, from my point, you know, I was like, oh, you know, are you really sure? Can you really actually make that a thing? And at the time when he wants to do that particular, you know, uh, <laughs> career, I didn't I lacked the knowledge in it. And I didn't quite understand until like, you know, later. But then he he stopped doing that. And then he was like, I don't think I want to get into music. And I was like, I know you play the drums and things of that nature. And I was like, you know, well, let's see.
4: Hi, friends. This is Ruth from Just Plain Crazy Face Art of Northeast Pennsylvania. We are now accepting bookings for birthday parties as well as festivals. We offer face painting, glitter tattoos, as well as henna body art. We also offer the option of adding games or crafts to your party as well. Please check out our party services page on our website, justplaincrazyfaceart.com. Our face painting is done with water-based cosmetic products that are easily removed with soap and water. Let us use our 18 plus years in business to help you add color and fun to your event. We also have a large network of talented face art friends around the world. So even if we're not local to you, we probably know artists who are. Feel free to contact us to put you in touch with artists in your area.
2: So he we, we got him a drum set, you know, um, he played, oh, what is the song? I'm really trying I played- to think of
1: it. I played I played um Bruno Mars. Oh, no. I played. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say it was Bruno Mars at his school talent show. Um oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs>
2: and I was like, okay, yeah, he definitely needs lessons. No, I'm kidding. Um
1: hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Before we continue, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, James. But literally, so they gave me headphones. <laughs> and the, the, hef- the music within the headphones was delayed to what they were hearing. So what I was hearing was, like, like a low, I, I noticed that. And I took off, like, one of the headphones. Like, I hear it's, like, a focus. Then I got on beat. But at the beginning, like, I was a little off beat. It wasn't too bad, though. Like, luckily, my school was cool with me. And everyone was vibing to me. They weren't, like, thinking much about it. But, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember. I was, no, I was, I was just teasing because, like,
2: I asked, I asked, think I started recording my phone, actually. So yeah. that, when you go off, <laughs> I can't wait to turn that on, like, you know, MTV. Oh. For, you know,
3: oh, next God. artist.
2: Um. <laughs> so you know he was in the music uh and that became his passion and um i know when can i get serious about things uh when money is involved and what i mean by that is when all of his money begins to go into one thing yeah. i realized at that particular point you know okay he's he's serious about this uh backtracking to like what i said about the video gaming you know he worked his butt off at wendy's um and he was there like day in day out i'm i'm clocking out of work at like 10 o'clock and he's a minor mm-hmm. supposed to be clocked out at nine but he's staying extra overtime and it's like 11 mm-hmm. um so he can buy a monitor and i realized i'm like okay so he was really big into the gaming so like when i noticed him like certain things i'm like hey can i did you did you did you, did you buy that you know for the oh no 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 not just yet but I- i'm noticing like amazon packages left and right and it's you know a keyboard it's a uh, it's a uh, what he pronounces wrong and it irritates my soul a vinyl record um wait wait wait, all okay, of wait.
1: It... how do you how do you pronounce it <laughs> how, how do you pronounce
2: it you you used to call it vinyl no, no, I,
1: I, I, I call it a vinyl. i was like oh my god oh my it. gosh <laughs>
0: i'm older than both of you and that hurts <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he like i would notice like the, the vinyl right like so much like music equipment's like coming into the house. He's buying like you know <laughs> microphones. He's buying keyboards. He's getting laptops. Yeah. And at that point, and then like with the whole like school, and, and again like like I said, it was a hundred percent like I was like seventy percent like okay, he's really committed to this. And when he talked about the school, I was still on the fence because like I know like can I at all like I love him. He can be a little impulsive, yeah. and I was like ah uh, you know until I can see like this. You know, uh, <laughs> until I see like the the effort with the school, then you know I'm I'm gonna be like you know 100. And when you know he told us like yeah I I, I got my room on board, everything's all set, it's paid for. I'm like, this is it. You know, he's definitely like I know he always had a passion for music, and I know he always loved music. And whenever I would see him, I'm like, hey, listen to you know such and such song and check out this. Or I was like, yo, this is an old school you know yeah melody like play this like I know he always loved music and you know I list my range of music is you know large as well.
1: Yeah, he, he terms very of, bipolar with his playlist. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. Oh I know <laughs> <laughs> in terms of you know what I'll play and listen to. So I would always give him like you know, here play this try to did you watch this interview, did you see this? So uh uh-huh. it it was solidified for me like with the school. Oh like I was God. like, all right, this is he's dedicated and yeah. you know he's going to go far. And I even have you know friends who I would, you know, um I'm like, hey, you know, I had this friend, he's a producer, like, write him on Instagram or, you know, figure out your old, like, you know, PlayStation account so we can get you in a party with each other. So you can, uh, you can, you know, get in on this because uh, multiple reasons, like I want him to succeed and I haven't really seen, I haven't sat directly with Kanai. Like I've, I'll hear his beats, you know, when he posts them on Instagram or sometimes if I catch it on Snap. Um, but there's something about like the, when someone's passionate about something and you like watch them do what they're passionate about, it's like, it's like, I'm watching like National Geographic, like <laughs> the, the, the one guy, I, I don't know his name, but he's like a particular voice and he's talking about animals and everything just seems like majestic oh, and oh, real. Dog.
1: Yeah. It's, it's that, that, that British guy, he's like, the British, oh, yeah, yeah like, it, talking about. Didn't he die to like a stingray? Like that's the lamest way.
0: You guys guys are talking well, I think you're talking about Steve Irwin, the Australian guy. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. I forget the guy's name, but it's like what I'm getting at is like it's so like mesmerizing watching it. And (laughs) when like I I would have liked to watch him do it more because like my I'm referencing my friend, I'll sit in a chat and like we're all playing video games, everyone's like yelling over each other, but like when We all kind of like died down from conversation. Like, I'll hear him like dun dun dun," like he'll just making like random noises, random, like boop up beeps. And like, I'm like, yo, bro, what are you doing? And like in the midst of like maybe like 10-15 minutes, he'll like do this whole like producing of like sound and like a song. I'm like, yo, you did that like while we were all young at each other, like 10 seconds ago. He's like, Yeah, like Mm -hmm. and my head is just be like going like sounds and songs, and like I'll record stuff at work, and I'm just like throw them in. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I wonder if can like do this because like he's always like, well, Paul, you haven't been around him in forever. But can I just like blur it out or just be like and like like he's a Decepticon transforming? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> cool. And I'm like, I wonder if can I just like be making these noise and like recording and like just throw it into a sound and like he sounds like designer.
1: So, um. so 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 you know it was funny actually James I do that <laughs> so so one of my song like one of my beats and I'm trying to make it into my song called Just Watch Me and I don't mean to cut you off um there's this one part whole oh, I wish there was a way I could play it like live so you guys could hear it um it's like it's so cool it's like oh my goodness I just can't wait it, it's it's very bassy very um low. And continue james because i really do want to talk about certain things that you mentioned you could continue i'm sorry for cutting you off
2: but no yeah it's just like i like i'll sit like i watch him doing him like yeah, i'm mean, like i want kanai to be available or in these parties with me because like i feel like when you talk to someone who's like um who shares the same passion as you like it's like you throwing back and forth ideas and like my friend he is you know he's done some some big projects and things of that nature so like i want kanai to absorb as much as possible, you know, uh, from any, any way, shape or form, like I can get him access to it. Like I want, it's way like a, a parent wants their kid, like, you know, to be around people who went with like, you know, their alma maters, like I want him to be surrounded by like minds and creators. So that way he can absorb it and create his own thing. It's, it's like a quote from my favorite anime, um, Bleach, you know, I'll just, you know, say it right here. But what I'm like, what what the villain says to the main protagonist, he's like, you're looking at me, and you're understanding everything I'm saying and doing, but your eyes still reject me. So it's like I want Kanai to look at it, absorb it, understand it, and like reject what they do, but doing it in his own way. So that way he like has his still own style and flow, and he does do that with all his music, and I'm very proud and happy. Like when I hear it and see it, but like I just want him to like be the sponge and just like get all of it, like take this from there take this from there like mash it up and like just make it your own
0: no and and as a, uh, I mean i'm not nearly as as big or anything but i would say as a as a fellow creative person who's been you know trying to do his own thing for a few years now i would definitely agree with that um there are things that i like um be it in podcasting, I'm, I try. I I still write things a lot, like you know scripts and and you know poems and things like that. And so there are a lot of things where I have certain influences, but you try to you know take it and and make it your own. In, in you know your own, because it's at the end of the day, it is going to be your voice that they want to that they want to hear. And I don't mean your voice specifically, but like your presence your your Mm -hmm. authorship if you will like you had said earlier you know you were doing things that were a little bit more in the you know in the line of of Kanye West or you know things like that and there's there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with saying like I have a a Taylor Swift type beat like you said earlier Mm -hmm. but you even listen to certain interviews that people do when you know people will talk about the fact that uh, you know, oh, this song was originally written for, you know, Beyonce or something, and then someone else went and did it, or this song was written for Mariah Carey, or it was originally written for Katy Perry, and, mm-hmm. and then someone else, even if it's the person who originally wrote it, they did it. And for whatever reason, I don't know if you guys are the same way, sometimes I'm there going, can I imagine, you know, Katy Perry having done that song? And it's not going to be exactly the same Mm -hmm. as the person who ended up doing it, because whatever it was, whether it was the artist, whether it was the producer, whether it was a mixture, whether it was, you know, a variety of factors, they put their own twist on it. Just a reminder that if you are enjoying these episodes, but don't necessarily want all of these interruptions and advertisement type breaks, you can get the episodes early and uninterrupted over at Content Club uh, that is patreon.com slash clockshelves, uh, where you get, of course, early uninterrupted versions of MCU and me, Paul and all, Lost with Friends. You get uh, some exclusive stuff. You get some uh, promotional material early before even the social medias get it. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, throw some dough if you choose to do so. Very affordable tiers for the great content that you love it is a great way to pass the time and it's a great way to keep the mics and lights on so you know you take a sample of something or you create Uh something on your own and i could you know you could listen to a record i could listen to a record and we could take the same even sample and it's not necessarily going to be the same thing because you have your voice and i have my voice you know what i mean so like make sure that like James just said, you know, you're you're absorbing all of the things, but you don't lose sight of who you are and what you want and what you um, want to be.
1: A hundred percent. And I appreciate those um, wise words from my two older um, uh, misters, but a hundred percent. And that, that's really what uh, I have been doing. And that's why. Cause like even like go, tracking back a few months like my parents like they were like okay you're making a lot of beats but you keep making the same type of beats you keep making a lot of Kanye beats and why and why Kanye specifically and the reason why and it wasn't just because like I I love um although he does say outlandish things in his interviews but I love Kanye's music because it's it's like it's not like the way like it's set up and structured is not common like. I love my favorite album. I think by him is probably my Twisted Dark Fantasy. And I just love it. And one of the the songs, Runaway, I didn't sample it because I'm not trying to get copyrighted <laughs> for, my, for, my, for my album. But one of the um, songs, you're going to hear the similarity within it. And I think that that might be the biggest song on my album coming out um, called Evolve. And this an album I've been writing since I was seven. I started writing when I was uh, like a few months before I turned 17. I started uh, dotting, jotting down like ideas. And I just, I, and he's really good at sampling. And I think that's why I like, I, so I thought at this time, I thought Kanye was like the, the greatest like sampler, like, and I was, And I started seeing other people. I seen like Timbaland. I seen the way like, like Nas's producer sample. I seen Dre. I was like, okay, okay. I was a little like closed mind, but then I started opening, like everyone. He, I like, I think at that time I liked his style of sampling, but then I seen other samples. I seen this, I seen this. And then now I have my own developed style. Like of like how I like to sample. And, and I think that's that's the greatest thing you could do is like you guys said, like, and it's what I've been now doing with writing lyrics. And it's something I can do really well that um, people typically have to work on is it's something called a rap flow. And that's when you could flow like on top of a beat and keep in time. And I think the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons why I could do that is because I am a drummer. To me, when I hear a beat and I and I formulate my words, it's it's like it's it's like a it's it's like a drum pattern over a beat. So if it's just a guitar, I'd be like da I'd be like grabbing like and I started like moving my lips and started murmuring the words and I'm like, okay, then that's the flow. And then if I want to show something like like it's just it's so easy to me. And like and I remember talking to somebody who like and I got in contact with my phone because I actually start talking to people who was also going to school. I'm going to something I haven't talked to my family yet about, but I'm actually been in contact with some of them and they're like what like you like and, and that's such a handy thing and like and I have to be grateful because a lot of things that takes people years to learn I already came with that ability the only aspect I really had to learn with producing not not writing but producing was just using the the um the DAW which is the dog, um to the full extent of its ability
0: so now let me ask you can I so like I just asked James like when did he know that like this was what you wanted now would you if i asked you that question would you give the same answer was it kind of like you know at a certain point you thought that it was going to be you know youtube or gaming or in the back of your mind were you always saying i want to do
1: that stuff but i want to do music too so here so here's it is and i'm glad actually i actually wanted to talk about that too because james has (laughs) been good at memory lane so yeah when i was like 13 14 I love music a lot. Honestly, music was always the thing about music is like I'm a person who thinks a lot. And sometimes like, you know, say if I'm having a bad day, I'm thinking too much about things I don't want to think about. I'll go to music. I'll, everyone loves music, to be honest. Every human on this planet happens before my music. Everyone loves music. I'm a person who enjoys all types of music, though. I don't I don't like just one genre. And when I was a kid, I, I used to be nervous about being like open about that because like, you know, like if like all the popular kids that listen to like trap music. And I'm over here listening to love songs. And I'm thinking I'm in love. Like, I felt like that was like kind of embarrassing. But then I, I ch- soon to find out that that's actually very creative. And I'm actually glad I've always been that way as a kid. Like I would like just love like when it, whatever mood I was feeling, I would listen to the type of song. And I love Bruno Mars because Bruno Mars was a very much singer. And a lot of lot of his songs are very like not always sad, but like they're like romantic. And I love like certain songs. Now, when it comes to how do I know this is something I really want to do? Um, When I so like James said, I was working really hard. One thing about me. When I really, really, really want something, I get this feeling in my stomach, and I can't explain it at all. Like, like I really can't. But like, I can't sleep until I have what I want. Like, I have to work until I get it. I don't feel bad if I'm working a ten-hour shift. I don't feel bad if I'm staying there for seven days a week. I do not care it, until I get it. There's, there's no need for bad. because I'm happy that I'm working to what I want. When it came to the the gaming stuff, the thing that um that eventually pushed me away from gaming, it just didn't match my lifestyle. Like, I just didn't like sitting at a desk and just like Game it and like also at the time I think maybe it would help I wasn't playing with people who are toxic online because also like there was like certain communities and stuff but honestly it felt more it felt it felt like a job but like a job I didn't like and like I thought it was something I liked but I think I and now that I'm older and like a few years has passed since I've been 13 and 14 I've realized I just love being with my friends and having the laugh I don't think it was something I really wanted to like 100 because when I started doing it I could never stay committed I was just like bro this is just so boring like I couldn't sit there edit <laughs> the videos I just like I just couldn't but when came to music, it was a different thing. And um, and last year, uh, I'm gonna talk about this because my mom like kind of got upset. Um, I was I was in college too. I was in college and high school at the same time. I was doing dual enrollment. I was going to be a dental hygienist. My mom, I'm pretty sure my mom, she said like she could tell that wasn't something I really wanted to do. But I kept telling myself what to do because I I just wanted to have like an idea. I want to have a goal that there was something for me to do. But I was so lost at this point in my life because like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really was so lost and. And surprisingly, people were like, you done music, so why didn't you st- like think of music? And I'll get to that in a moment. But I was sitting there, and then it was the day of the finals, Um, the the like the finals in May, <laughs> or like it was April, May. And I barely had money for gas to even get to the college. And my mom was scrambling, going through change, trying to get all the money. We get all the money. I put gas in the car, I go to high school, and I leave to go to the, co- the college. I'm at LCC. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my my classmates. And, I, and I'm about get to get-out, and I just seen it, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm just like I can't keep buying myself. This is something I just I can't stay committed to something I don't I don't want to do. I know I could do better. So what I do is I get back in the car, I drive off, not even that far. I'm still in the parking lot. I pull off to the side so that way because my mom has my location so that way she knew I was still in college in case she checked. And I sat there, I just turned on the beat and I started just freestyling my feelings and how I felt. And I remember when I first did it, it just it felt good because I felt like I finally got things in my heart off my chest. And that's one thing about music, like I could say whatever I want and put it out and like, no matter what, no one was there at that time when I was recording and I don't care what they'd say once it's out, it's out. And I, that feels good. Like I could really say how I truly feel. And then this is when I knew this is something that's really going to work because that passion kicked in, but it kicked in harder than it, that anything has ever kicked in. I've never felt this type of determination and this type of like want. And that's when I applied at a job that I'm currently about. I'm actually going to quit like next week, finally Amazon and Amazon. It isn't a, it, it's, it's a job where you meet people who, who, who don't know, also don't know what they want to do in life. And that's in a lot of jobs where they, they take the job too serious and because they're confused and they don't know what they want to do with their life. And, and they stay there, unfortunately. And I remember I was talking to somebody and he was like, Oh, I just, I just, I'm just gonna work here. Cause I don't know what to do. And, 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 and you you know, you it was sad too. And then when I meet people, they're like, Oh, I want to do this, but, I don't feel like I can do it. And, and I hate that so much as a person. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, you you can't, you can't doubt yourself before you even try. And one thing my mom told me that really resided with me as a kid, she said quitting or not even trying is going to kill more dreams than failure because failure don't kill a dream. It just teaches you how to get closer to your dream. And that was true. And once I applied at the job and I started working on 10 hour shifts, I knew this is something I want to do because I hate waking up early and I hate being at a place I didn't want to be at. But the fact that I went there every single day, I clocked in and clocked out. And I was there even when I was tired, even when I knew I had things, even though even though I knew I had beats to make, I still went there and I kept doing it. That's how I knew, OK, this is something I'm definitely going to do, because I remember the first week I went there, I felt dead. I was like, whoa, how am I going to do this? And I, and I ended up doing it.
0: So two questions I want to I want to sort of follow up with one. Do you still have the the freestyle that you did in your car?
1: The freestyle? Um if I looked at our phone, I th- I'm pretty sure I did record it. I think I did. I- I'll have to go through, through my phone to find it. It wasn't like, I didn't like record it through a microphone, but I was just like, just, just going off the top of my head and just saying how I felt at that time.
0: I feel like that would be something as like a, like James said, he has the, he might have the video of you doing like the Bruno Mars thing. Like that would be something, to, you know, for one day for, for like the, the retrospective like DVD or something on your, on your life. Um, my a question i have for you and i'm i'm just kind of curious your perspective on this cuz i've had this uh debate i guess with my cousin who i said also uh he doesn't do music as seriously as you do he does music seriously but it's not as seriously so i'm not trying to like say anything mm-hmm. negative about him but okay. um when he and i have have tried working on things i'm a big fan of keeping every Take of pretty much everything that I can. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is ever expanding. And over on the Clock Shelves Entertainment Podcast, MCU and me, myself and my various guests from all over the world, all over the galaxy, if you will we are going through the entirety of the marvel cinematic universe from the beginning in release order now what i mean by that of course is we are covering the films but we are covering the various other pockets of the marvel cinematic universe including the then abc series agents of shield and agent carter the then netflix series uh Daredevil, Jessica Jones, etc., as well as various other things that pop up all under the umbrella of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can check it out. We are up to the beginning of phase three right now as you're hearing this. You can check it out wherever you find your podcast. It's MCU and me from Clockshelves Entertainment. And he is of the opinion of, no, that sucked. Get rid of it. Delete it. I don't want that. What have you do you like how do you feel about that do you like you know if it's not the right one is it just gone you know trash it or do you keep some stuff to uh for you know because there's obviously I I think there's a variety of reasons that you could take uh that you Mm -hmm. could keep different takes how are Mm you what do you feel about that
1: good thank you for that question that's also a good question um so when I first started writing um, I was very doubtful of my lyrics. I felt like, okay, this this isn't this isn't good. And I start scratching off, and then very quickly I realized, no, don't do that. Cause cause I think a lot of times with artists, when we, when we first start, especially, we're very fearful of what we say because we feel like it's not good enough, and that's not the case. Um, right now at the point I am, I keep every take I, I I record. It does not matter because you never know what you could do with that vocal. You could probably change it up, stutter it. You just never know. Cause maybe you have that one point in that song where you're like, dang, what would I put here? And you go back like a like a minute early and song, like, okay, that didn't match the flow right there, but there's no drums in this spot. So wait, hold on. That lyric actually feels good right there. Wait, hold on, I like that. So now I'm very much of a person. Yes, I do keep I believe in keeping all my lyrics. Even if they didn't come out how I wanted to, I keep it just in case because you never know. Maybe, maybe like in like, yeah, you just never know. Like, say if you like hear it back and like, okay, I want to retake that. I like the way I said that, but let me just go back like a few and just try it again. Cause sometimes when you record a song. A lot of people don't. Well, majority of people don't record a song in one take. Like it takes days, it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes time to like get a really good song. But sometimes you go in there and you make something happen in one night. And that's that's the beauty of music. It just you just never know what you may do. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that question. That's very much my answer. Um, I keep. Well, that's, well that's the thing is
0: like so he'll do because he, he plays guitar as well. And so like he would be there playing guitar and he would just be like noodling around and stuff. And then I would go wait and I, I just click the record button right so like i just let oh. everything record while we're doing stuff and you could like hear me and the you know me and him talking in the background and i'm like wait hold on uh play that part again and like i you know i'll do i don't want to i'm not even slightly comparing myself with dr dre but i'm i'll do that thing where it's like oh wait play that part what have you And then I can, and he'll be like, what do you mean? And then I could pause it. I could go back and I could say, here, listen to this, whatever. Uh And then I could say, you know, try to do it like this or whatever. And then he'll, he'll be like, okay, we've got it. And he'll be like trying to delete all of the other stuff that built up to that. And I'm like, that's, that's like that's it like that's the pro like to me and i'm not saying like everything needs to be like documented hundred mm-hmm. percent but i think uh, and again going to like the beatles thing um before that documentary came out because it was actually a, a. uh so let's see so they did way back in the 60s uh, into the 1970 they did the uh the let it be album which was the originally it was going to be called get back um they recorded a like a like a documentary film um It was not put together very well. I'm not a big fan of the original album. Then in I want to say it was like, oh, four, oh, five, oh, six, somewhere in there, they did what they called the Let It Be dot, 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 naked album, which was sort of the more stripped down original intention of that album. And then if you got that as whether it be as a as a vinyl or a CD or what have you, there was like a second. I got it on CD at the time. There was a second disc Mm -hmm. in there. And it was called fly on the wall. And it was just, it was one track. It was like a half hour, but it was like little clips of like them talking in the studio and them, you know, trying a Uh different, you know, like, Oh, let's try the, the guitar coming in here at this point, instead of this other point, whatever. And I was like, that's the sort of thing that like, if you, in my opinion, if you have that stuff, I'm not saying you have you have to put it all out there or what have you. But like I just said, you know, a moment ago with regards to like the the freestyle that you did in your car, like James saying, he has the the thing of you doing the Bruno Mars, you know, whatever, like one day, you know what I mean? When you do become big and famous, you can kind of put some of that stuff out. And it's like, you know, here's where I come from and and look how much things have changed. You said the album that you're working on, you've been working on it for two years three years now
1: um i started working on it so it's been like a little about a year and a half i i worked i started working on it actually oh my gosh yeah almost two years because what people don't know i bought a book and i started writing yeah yeah like almost two years actually um i I, I bought a book and it was a blue book and i started writing down thoughts and i started brainstorming like 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 songs and stuff and you you know what's funny about that story too like i was writing like it was kind of like a journal and a diary, but also like me writing how I felt that moment, and like writing songs. And I remember this girl I was sitting next to, you, she's like, oh, what songs are you writing? And at this time, I didn't tell no one I started writing songs. Because because when I whenever I went to school, a lot of people tell me like, can I, you should go record a song. You should go record a song. You should go do this. You should go do that. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I will, will, but I, will, I wasn't doing it yet. And it's funny how time plays out. And I actually was already planning this whole album. And yeah, like back to what you were saying, uh, I 100% agree, like, record every, because you just never know, because, like, and that's what I do, too, with my phone. Um, I do something called voice memos, but if I hear something I like, or, like, if, even if it, even if it's one line of a lyric, and I'm like, I love that lyric. I just record it or I type it somewhere. I got to put I gotta put it somewhere. When I'm at work, I can't really have a phone on me. So I just grab a notebook and I just write down everything. Like if you go through my notebook, the lines don't even make sense together. But I just like that I was, in case I want to use it in the future. I just write everything down. I'm very much big on also documenting that. And besides that, like like you said, like fans, a lot of fans love to see the creative process of, of their art like of the art that they appreciate, like a lot of fans love to see behind the scenes of you making this album, you doing this. So that's why I don't mind documenting. It, Cause if that's what the fans are going to want to see, then they could see it. Like it's, 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 a beautiful thing. Cause you can see how like, Oh, this, this, this single hit, this, this, this song that's going viral. Where one, how was it made? And then they look it, it was made in 13 minutes. <laughs> like, like, it's cool. Like, okay. So they did that. They did that. And what they made this song in that, like, it's so it, it's cool. And I think a lot of people love to see the behind the scenes and also, it's good to keep it there in case you might've forgot something and you did it there and you can re- go back and redo it again and repo it. So, yeah, well, yeah, it's,
0: it's be- I mean, it's also, it can be for you as well where you get to, you know, you could look back. I just earlier today, as of this recording, I, this is actually the second, second uh, podcast I've done today because one uh, that I did earlier was me talking with uh, two of my friends and I was like reading them the outline of a story that I wrote back in 2015, just cause I thought it would be like a funny thing to do. And obviously there's some stuff in there where literally my notes to myself were like, this scene will be epic. Like, that's literally the only notes that I wrote. And like, so that's funny to look back on now. But they were saying like, oh, the story is good. Like, maybe you should, you know, turn it into something or, you know, whatever. And so like, that's kind of encouraging. But you also get to see where your process was then versus where it is. You know what I mean? Like you said, you've been working on this for two years. You know what I mean? You can go back and whether it be something in... Um, you know, your, your blue, I'm assuming it's like a notebook of some sort, your blue notebook, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, you can look back and you can sort of say like, okay, so back then I was doing, you know, Kanye West sort of things. Now I've moved into, you know, my, my Bruno Mars phase, or I've moved into this, Mm -hmm. but you did say a word there just a moment ago that reminded me of the question that I forgot a little bit ago, which was the word viral. And so I saw a thing recently and I was and I talked about this with maybe one or two people, but I don't think I've talked about it on any of the podcasts. So I would like your thought on this, especially as a, a music maker. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was Charlemagne, uh, the radio <laughs> guy. guy. Um, and he's I believe it was he made a comment recently that in because we're we're recording this in 2023. Mm-hmm. As of now so far in the year into into july i think it was june at the time but there has not been a single hip-hop song that has reached number one throughout the entire year and this has not happened there has not been a year that a song from hip-hop like a hip-hop song has not reached number one in i want to say like 30 something years Now, he he said, and they were kind of all speculating that they think it's because nowadays everybody, especially with TikTok and all that sort of stuff, they're just looking for the next thing that can go viral as opposed to what you were saying before, which is putting your actual heart and soul and time into a project. And I'm kind of curious what your thoughts on that are, just the fact that there hasn't there isn't a song so far this this year in hip hop, that's been number one. And I'm going to assume you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to assume you would agree that it's probably for that same reason. People are just looking for the next thing that would pop off, not necessarily, you know, uh, dedication to it. But I'm kind of curious your thoughts on that as someone who wants to potentially be both be the person who their song does go viral and then that song does become the number one sort of thing obviously i understand that it hasn't happened this year because you haven't released your album yet it will we understand that but i'm kind of curious your uh, your thoughts on that.
1: that that thank you so much for asking that um so and, and here's my thing and with well, tiktok and as a whole um TikTok has done something very unique to to people and that is one thing is the attention span people now just look for like a good because i even seen this actually i even seen this from an artist talking about this um publicly he said when he records a song now he don't even finish the song he just tries to get like a good 30 second part that's really catchy or like the hook and he posts a tiktok and it, it just is a tiktok viral and i the think there's a very not even thing there is a difference between like you know having like a billboard number one hit and a tiktok viral song because one thing about tiktok that song could be viral for like a week, and then it's done next week. And I think that's why right now we have such a struggle with having a number one hit, is because we have a lot of social medias now, which they're helping artists become known, but they're also helping artists become forgotten as well just as quick because you become quick but if you don't know what formula you did to make that song become that good you're going to come down just as quick as you came up and that's one of the things that's one of the reasons why i didn't want to upload because that's the one thing i didn't want to happen to me i didn't want to release something and it's very catchy and then i get all the attention but i'm too new to this i'm too new to marketing i'm too new to how to keep my fans i'm too new to how to target fans i lose it all so what I've been doing for the past year, on top of me learning how to be make, is learning like what do fans like, what do people find interesting, what do people want to hear, what do you what do you do to keep your name constantly buzzing? And the one thing I noticed that is is one is collaboration with the people who are currently bit, like popular, and two, um, what what it what is trending and. Depending on who you are, some people they don't like to like because it also depends. Like if Taylor Swift is never going to, have to do ever do a TikTok trend because it's Taylor Swift, like she's very popular. And I feel like if you get like a fan base from like like if you start your fan base from like the roots, like how she did, like like because I mean she's been doing music way before TikTok and everything. But if you like build your fans up off of like like really listening from the start, the song start to finish, then it's never going to matter what they release. It's gonna like everyone's always going to tune in and unfortunately right now that that's the issue with TikTok like it helps cuz like people will hear a song and make a TikTok and it goes viral but then it also sucks cuz you could go to your concert and most people are probably just going to know 30 seconds of the song and not the rest of the song because that's all they seen on TikTok and yeah it's it's definitely yeah i agree with you like you said
0: well so it's, i'm i'm kind of curious with that um, how do you i and i've seen you promote yourself on on Instagram and things like that but I'm kind of curious how so it what the way you the way you said that it, it made me think of like the old Vine days as well. Um <laughs> well, and I mean it's it's not just that, but yes, I'm that old. Um but it's not just that, <laughs> but it's 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 other things as well, right? Like so I'm 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 big into TV and movies and things like that. My, one of my favorite filmmakers is uh Kevin Smith. I I got to meet him not too long ago, and he's from uh in the nineties, uh in film, there was a very like A group of sort of independent filmmakers that all came up together, and a lot of them either don't do it anymore or they've become like big. Uh, like Tarantino was one of them that him and him and Kevin Smith were very good friends, but like, you don't, unless it's talking about the fact that they came from the same roots, you don't necessarily hear their names together. Cause Kevin Smith is still like the clerks guy, you know, he's silent Bob. Like those are the movies that he does. He does his movies pretty much for his audience. And Tarantino does these giant blockbusters. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I actually prefer the movies that are, the more for the audience movies as opposed to, and I'm not saying I think Tarantino like sold out or anything by any stretch, but I definitely think that that was where his passion was, was doing these, these bigger movies. And that was not necessarily the passion there, but you had said like, you know, Taylor Swift, um, you know, she was around long before and she was, you know, came from, having people listen to her songs and and i said about like people with vine where like you know a lot of the viner's they moved over and started doing you know youtube and and instagram and tiktok mm-hmm. and all of those things and some of them didn't it didn't necessarily translate doing a, you know, whatever it is, 10 second video on vine to doing a five, six, 10 minute video on YouTube. It just didn't transfer. And it could go the other way too. There are some people who come up on YouTube and they, you know, for, for YouTube's algorithm, I think it has to, or it should be like a minimum of 10 minutes for monetization and, and Mm -hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. And that doesn't necessarily translate to TikTok, where everything is like you had said before about like the attention span and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I'm curious and I, the thing, I think the, the thing, and maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said before, like with regards to social media and stuff, it gives everyone a voice, but the problem is, I believe you said something along the lines of it can take away that voice just as quickly. I think the problem is personally, I think the problem is it gives everyone a voice but then it gives everyone a voice. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Whereas back and I'm not saying that it was better or worse, but back, you know, pre the big internet boom of the the early 2000s, mid 2000s when MySpace started becoming popular, yes, I remember uh-huh. that too. I'm that old. And sure. all that sort of stuff, you know, you you had to go like you had to go to a school like you're going to and you had to know people and all of these things it wasn't just let me record a a song on my iPhone or let me record a whole 2 hour movie and edit and upload the entire thing from my oh. you know from my iPhone or my iPad or whatever mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate i think because and i say that as someone who's trying to be in the creative space on the internet it's a it's a difficult thing because There are people, I see it all the time with with podcasts and all these things where I'm like, why does I've been I've been at this for about now, granted, I've had to take time off because uh, this isn't, you know, my my full time job or anything. I do still have, you know, a, a full time job that I do. And there are times where, you know, I might get sick or I can't necessarily get someone on an episode. I I went through a, a very bad breakup. So that took some time away from doing this. But for argument's sake, I've been doing this for about five or six years and i'm of the kind of and i've and i've talked about this with with james quite a bit as well uh, both on mic and off mic where it's kind of the thing of like why don't i have like major sponsorship deals. You know what I mean? Why haven't I blown up yet? Like we talk about funny things. We talk about interesting things. We have interesting guests like yourself on. So like why why do why does my stuff not blow up? But then you know the there's there's guys who literally just read Reddit posts. They're not necessarily being creative. They're just reading Reddit posts and those things blow up. And there's a variety of factors for that. Like that could be, you know, they put the clips up when I don't necessarily do that. It's all about marketing, I understand. But I feel like because it gives everyone a voice, unfortunately, it gives everyone a voice. What do you Mm -hmm. think, James?
3: Uh, How about you guys? Everything good? Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. Um, I think with that... Um, in particular, um, I really feel like um, when it comes to social media and being a creator, because I, too, um, I mean, as you guys both know, um, I, you know, do Twitch and I do um, TikTok. And, you know, I can say that arguably some of the people who I've kind of helped uh, on Twitch I've seen them surpass me and I'm like, you know, well, what am I doing wrong? And I think the two biggest things um, are consistency and timing. Consistency and timing are everything when it comes to social media and those platforms because I realized had I stayed consistent with like my posting and things of that nature, um, I would definitely be a lot further than where I am at now. But Part of my issue and one of my bigger issues is that um, I feel like as a creator, and I'm sure you guys can both agree to this, we kind of get in our headspace a little bit. And that doubt of like, well, why am I not further? Or why am I not, you know, quote unquote, as good as, you know, so-and-so starts to at least play me. Um, Again, you guys have like your own, you know, point of views and ideas, but I know for me, it's like, I'll get in my headspace and like, oh man, like, um, this video only got, you know, 500 views. And that video got like a thousand, you know, or this video got 50. This one got, you know, a hundred, like the inconsistency as like how the algorithms go, uh, and like seeing the numbers, it definitely, it weighs heavily on me. So I think that's like, when it comes to social media, a, like I said, it's consistency, it's timing, and you have to have like you have to maintain and keep like a clear head, is my best like advice in your opinion. Because numbers can definitely weigh you down and you know, really kind of like cloud like your creative headspace. Uh-huh.
0: No, and I, I completely agree with that. That's something that um unfortunately I I've had to like I, I was trying to do TikTok uh and it got to the point where I just I couldn't necessarily keep up with it. I couldn't bring myself to be creatively consistent because I do this thing and and James I know you know about this. Can I I don't know if you've ever if if it's ever come up in any sort of conversations. Uh actually it's coming up on 10 years. Um so okay, let me backtrack a little bit. I've always been interested in um, like film and television, and I've always said I want to be a writer. Now, I've over the last few years, I've tried to change that where I say I am a writer, I just mm-hmm. don't have anything like published yet. And because I think there's a very big difference there, like you can want to be or you can just be. Right now, over on our sister show, Buffy Verse and Converse, available. From the Clock Shelves Entertainment Podcast Network. You can listen as we go through episode by episode of the entirety of the Buffyverse, starting with Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1, Episode 1. We are going episode by episode, breaking down. Uh, so many things, uh, including having some first-time viewers. So you may be thinking to yourself, you know what, Paul, I've never really gotten into that series, but that's perfectly okay, because this is not a show like we've covered here on Clock Shelves Entertainment in the past, where it's in-depth and it's super fan discussions and we reference all the things. This is for returning viewers, this is for first-time viewers, and everyone in between. We have what you need when it comes to being your guides to the Buffyverse. So check us out right now. The first two seasons, probably the full third season, almost at this point, is available right now in your favorite podcast app, Buffyverse and Converse from Clockshelves Entertainment. And I I, I like to try to say, you know, I am a writer. And uh, 2014... Uh, I decided and there was this thing I heard uh, Jerry Seinfeld the comedian and he says that it's not necessarily true or that he didn't create it but um, basically back when he was doing stand up before he got the Seinfeld series he was constantly practicing he was constantly doing you know like because if you as you both know if you want to you know do and, and perfect a craft you actually have to do and perfect that craft and so he bought like what, like a wall calendar or a desk calendar, but he put it up on his wall and he put every day he would practice, you know, uh, a bit or whatever, do it, you know, doing standup things. And he would put an X on the calendar on the day because he did his thing for that day. And inevitably it starts to, you start to have all X's and it looks like a chain link fence, right? Like, you know, and so basically the, the concept is, On those days when you're getting down on yourself, you just look at that calendar and in your mind you say, well, I don't want to, I've gotten this far. I don't want to break the chain now. And so I started doing that and I started writing. every January 1st, 2014, I started writing and I don't even remember what I was writing at the time, but I was writing and writing. Mm -hmm. And then by like day three, I was like, well, I don't have anything to write and so then I was like, well, I could go back and work on things that I've already done. And it and it was it was, you know, where I was like, OK, I'm going to spend an hour writing. Well, I could write and write and write and 20 minutes could go by. And then I'm like, well, what now? What for the for the other 40 minutes? And then it slowly over the course of a few years, it started to morph into Um, because I was like, well, does rewriting count as writing? And then I started doing the podcast, and it eventually became being creative every day in some form or fashion. And so I'm I'm actually very proud to say that for uh, almost 10 years now, I've been doing something creative every day. Most days, that consists of uh recording a podcast or editing a podcast. I still do write. I'm actually working on a on a screenplay right now. And you know what I mean? Like things like that. But it's it becomes difficult because you do get in your own head. And you know, it's oh I don't want to do this thing today. And then when you start to add other things onto that, like I said, I was I was trying to do TikTok and I, you know, unfortunately I have uh, in the past overwhelmed myself by, by trying to spin too many plates to, to use the visual there. And it becomes very difficult that it does start to, to weigh you down. So James, I can, I can completely understand what you're saying, where it's, it's a matter of, of timing and all that sort of stuff. But it is very unfortunate because like I said, I do sit there and I wonder like, why not me? And going all the way back, uh, can I, I'm one, I'm kind of curious if you ever, you know, feel that where I'm not saying that you, whether you do or don't, you know, every day or ever, you know, once a week or what have you, but I'm curious how you sort of deal with the proverbial writer's block, but I'm also curious how marketing wise, like you had, you know, said about like Taylor Swift got into it before you know the short attention span so now that we unfortunately do live sort of in this post you know short attention span world do you have i'm not necessarily asking step by step your plan but do you have a plan for how you're gonna become someone who you know because i'm assuming you want people to listen to the entirety of your stuff not Mm -hmm. just you know the quick 10 to 30 seconds of it
1: yeah 100% 100% and I think I think what uh, whew, yeah there's so much uh, so <laughs> sorry so, no 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 it's okay it's okay so, so I'm trying to think so before I continue with that question um when it comes to doubting um and everything the thing the thing is I, I think it's good for everyone to have a little bit of doubt on themselves and I'm not saying that because to not think you're not good enough just I feel like it's good to be confident what you do but sometimes if you become too cocky you 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 miss out on opportunities. And you eventually might fail at what you want to do and then you have to restart again. And when we go through those days, cause I, I know what you guys are talking about. We sit there and you're doing this over. And that's how I felt. Honestly, that's how I felt when I was working at Amazon. I kept coming home when I was making beats. I'm like, I don't feel no progress. I don't feel like I'm getting closer to Orlando. And I didn't, I didn't see all the progress that I work hard for. All of it showed up and just like, I seen all the progress appear in one Week it like everything I work hard for I have seen all the my hard work pay off and everything was smooth in one week so there's gonna be times where we sit here for months weeks days and unfortunately even years and there's gonna be times where it seems like we we haven't made any progress but just because we don't see it doesn't mean it isn't there and and that's something I, I already learned it enough I learned at a young age because like a lot of people around my age eighteen or now I'm nineteen but um they don't understand that concept like oh, this is not, and, and sometimes things take time, like, things think, take time, and even to, like, another thing, like, manifestation, like, like, how you said, like, like that's a form of manifestation, and, like, I don't do believe in it, like, saying, oh, I am um, going to do this, Instead, just saying, I am, saying, I- I'm doing this, like, like, in every day, I have a book, I have another book, and I've been doing it since June, since last year, um, June of last year, and every day, I wake up, and I write, I am a musical genius, And I write that on a whole page every day and I write it down. Now, sure. There's some days where I do forget, but if I do forget, I just make sure to say it out loud, just keep saying it. Just so I like, cause it trains your mind to like, your mind will eventually believe what it comes constantly hears. That's how some people are able to believe lies. If you keep telling yourself something, not saying like, (laughs) what you may be telling yourself is is a lie, but if you keep telling yourself something, you're eventually going to want to do it, eventually become it. And yeah. And now back to that question, um, Oh,
0: I'm sorry. What was that question? Oh, uh, f- by the way, fantastic. No, because go- before I re-ask the question, um, I I fully believe in that. With the like, you know, you tell yourself things because that's um, they did a-, a study a few years ago, and I mean they've they've done all sorts of things, but it's um, where they had people sit down, uh, kind of on the other side of a curtain from a sketch artist. And it was like, describe yourself. And then they, have like, so, like, say it was James, right? Like, they, they, you know, James sit down in front of the sketch artist and describe yourself. And then, you know, you could I would have met James in like the lobby. And then you have to go in and they ask you to describe James. And when you see the two pictures side by side, you can see that it's, you know, like the, that the person is the same, but there are very big differences because like James is going to see, not that there's a lot, cause I know he's going to chime in, but he would, you know, you see like the negative things about yourself, right? Like I don't like the, the crow's feet that not that you, either of you are old enough to, you know, have to deal with that, but you know what I mean? I don't like the crow's feet that I have or the, the acne uh, that on my face or, you know, all of these things, but, other people notice the more, you know, beautiful aspects of you. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they see the brightness in your eyes mm-hmm. and you know what I mean, things like that. And mm-hmm. if you constantly see yourself in a certain way or talk about yourself in a certain way, po- positive or negative, unfortunately you will, you know, so and I say that as someone who constantly like self-deprecating humor is like my bread and butter, like all the time I'm always and I, I don't actually think that negatively about myself, but I also don't think super highly of myself either. I talk a lot more shit on myself than I should, but I have over the last few years. Um, and actually I will say, and I've said it before, James has been a very big help with, with, you know, boosting my confidence with a lot of things, you know, along with the help of some others, because I was in a, a very, a very dark place where I did feel, even more worthless than i've joked about like i was i was really down and right. you know he and and others helped to remind me of of who i am and my worth and all of these things and i started to not be as down on myself and talk proudly and you know i i you know i am a writer and like i said you know what i mean all those things yeah. and like i do have value and i do and you know yeah. you said yours is what, what what is it? What is yours? I'm a genius musician.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm a musical
0: genius, musical genius. I'm sorry. And you know what I mean? Like, so you you do that. And and I definitely think that that can and does 100%. have a positive impact. Uh, My question that I had asked was sort of in this uh, post. TikTok world i guess um uh, yes. what is your what is your i'm not again i'm not asking like step by step mm-hmm. what's your plan but do you have sort of a plan to make it so that you're not just a uh, a uh, splash in the pan and you're gonna you know stick around for quite a while people listen to everything from from start to finish
1: 100 so um so what i've been thinking of because you know tiktok is no matter what i'm gonna do tiktok is always gonna be tiktok my music eventually because e- e- even at this point i'm willingly probably have to do it promote my music on tiktok this tiktok is a very wide network and things it's easy to get recognition but one of the things i really want to do is i don't want to get like someone from tiktok i want to get like a big artist like for example like taylor swift to notice my work because if, if i could become like close to her then it, it's, it's just it's just it's just it's just as good as tiktok cuz she's there and like if i'm signed to someone like her i'm going to be more like there cuz like i said like taylor swift is taylor swift with or without tiktok and and if i'm close and like and she helps promote me i'm going to be me with or without tiktok and no matter what people are always going to tune in so if you could get to someone who's close like, like, like when what I was calling this like an artist pre-TikTok, like I was like saying like an artist pre-TikTok, like I was calling them those types of like names, like an artist that was already popular before TikTok was a thing, like a very popular artist who's been popular for the past decade. Those are the artists I want to get their attention from because if I get their attention, then I probably the chances of me ever losing attention is pretty much low because if they're always there to promote my music, everyone's always going to be there to listening to music because they've been around for so long. And that, and that was one of my plans and my niches. If I could get, if I could like slither my way and not in that. And when I, and when I mean slither, like, I don't even mean like go in there and immediately try to like make a miss on music, but just like, see like, Oh, I got this beat. I like to play for you. Oh, you like this. Oh, I have an idea. Like I chip in and slowly just build like a relationship. And that's really what it is. Like even now networking, like, like, you got to like think of it like, like as water, like you want to spread your water as far as you can and connect to as much as you can as much as you can, so as many trees and roots as you can to plant y- your own like ideas. And that's really the same concept with what I'm doing. I'm trying to get like into like a group or like just just close to those really big artists just no matter what they put out. People are gonna be there and listen to. And if I could get my name intertwined with them, then it's the same gonna be the same thing with me. And I think that's one of the best ways to do it. But without uh without and you can still use t- uh, TikTok of course to promote but if you rely on TikTok, I'm not saying it's a bad thing and it definitely does help artists get out there, but if you want to stay, you got to you got to get interlocked with like bigger artists.
0: Now, I'm not trying to be rude when I ask this question, so okay. please don't take it that way, but <laughs> is that why on some of your things on SoundCloud it'll say like that it's this like this type of beat or that type yeah. of beat like referencing people that mm-hmm. are already big?
1: Yeah. And also, it helps people who like who like those type of beats. So, like for example, like my recent one I released is called "The Woods," and it's called an ASAP Rocky type beat. The word first, like, and here here's like a little uh a marketing te- uh technique um that music producers do. The word type B is is so popular. Like you, people will find your beat the most, even if you just use type B. You don't even have to put like nothing else. Just type B. People are gonna find your beat because it's such a, it's such a like over like it's it's like the word like I don't even know like. Like I believe it's just like one of those words. When it comes to beat, everyone's always gonna type in type beat. Say so if I'm looking for a little baby type beat, I'm looking for a Taylor Swift type beat, and type beat just means a beat that that can resemble like a artist using that type of beat. And yeah, and ASAP Rocky, like like he he's a like a good rapper, and the drums and the and the uh, sample selection was very like reminiscent of ASAP Rocky, and also even throwing their face on there makes people want to click. And then that's nothing I noticed. And I got in contact with someone who's really good at marketing, like two, three, almost a month ago, he's been teaching stuff. And it's been working phenomenally, like to help me market and getting close to people. And he said one thing, and it's very true, people love what they see, not what they hear. If you get someone's attention visually, you're gonna get their attention to hear you. And that's something I've been implementing within my um, thumbnails and within my marketing um, schemes now.
0: Yeah. See, that's, that's very unfortunate for my things, which are all just audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's no, but it's absolutely true. And that was, that was something that I noticed. And like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be rude by asking that, but the, I, that was uh, something that I definitely noticed looking through your page was like, it was, you know, this type, this person type B uh-huh. or, you know, what have you. So I was curious if, if that's why you had yeah. said that. Um, I, I feel like I've, asked almost all of the questions that i because i didn't really like prepare questions but i feel like i've asked pretty much everything um yeah. james was there anything else that you wanted to uh talk about today with can uh,
2: i just want to take the time and say you know how proud i am again
0: so uh, can I thank you very much for for coming up Was there anything I mean obviously I'm gonna give you the op- the opportunity to you know promote uh, any of your of your pages and things like that, but uh, is there anything that you wanted to uh, to let us know do you do you have a a tentative uh, release date for your album that you've been working on or anything like that?
1: So evolve yeah, so I have I pretty much have the beats, the concepts, everything is pretty much there. It's just I'm gonna because also the school I'm going to they have a professional studio, so I'm gonna definitely be taking advantage of using that studio. Uh, I'm I'm trying to release the album, uh, probably a month before I turn twenty, so like like in, in about like like eleven months to close to a year I I, I want to have it out because then I'll already have the skills of mixing and mastering my vocals. The beat the beats are pretty much done. Like I have like I don't I don't see me really changing the beats. I I love the way it came out. The album's not really a big album. It's probably like gonna be ten songs on an album, um, but yeah, I see. I see it coming out uh, June of two thousand twenty. Um, what year we in twenty three? So twenty four. So
0: June of two thousand twenty four. I that's I don't know that. if that's an exclusive, that's but that's how we're gonna market this: is that you exclusively yeah. told us that here on Polyno. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's,
1: that's the aim. If if if, if, it, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it needs a little more. Um, Cooking in the oven, then may, maybe July, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely summer. Definitely...
0: Summer twenty twenty four. Yeah, I was about to say
1: definitely summer twenty twenty four. It should be out. It hundred percent be marketing um i think this album i really like the way i'm about to market it i think it's gonna do really good and right now i really just need the love from my home where i'm from to people understand that this is something that i really want to do good and the amount of effort and i can't wait for people to hear it because it's it's it, to me i i'm just i'm already in love with my own album <laughs> like i've been working on it so much um i just love the way the sound selection came in like this synth has such a unique vibe the um title of the album i think i mentioned is it, called uh, evolve it's, it's going to really paint a picture and I can't wait for people to hear it. It's going to be just, it's, it's, I ain't trying to sound cocky, but it's, it, to me, it's like a classic in the making. Like I'm just sitting here, I'm making all these like call outs and decisions. I got, um, I'm already in contact. I can't wait to meet people. Cause I, I met this girl who's supposed to be going to the same and She's a singer and I love the way her voice sounds. So I think maybe I'm going to have not even i I'm probably going to have features on it already. And I just can't wait. It's going to be, it's really, 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 really going to be a good album. And i really have high hopes for it. I've been, Working diligently, I've been trying to tell people to really keep an eye out for this because this is something that's gonna gonna surprise people. People don't understand the amount of dedication and effort I put into. It. I've been showing my girlfriend the instrumentals. Um, one of the instrumentals I made, she cried to. <laughs> she was like, "That was really beautiful," and yeah. So I just can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for people to hear it.
0: I mean, I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. Selfishly, uh, I'm gonna say you are welcome back on here anytime you want to talk about anything. Uh, music or promotion or anything like that. Um, you are more than welcome to, to be on the show. Um, obviously the connection with james is you know <laughs> kind of how i got you here today but you yeah. you know how to get in contact with me 100%. at this point so you can 100%. you can come back on anytime and james before we get out of here and give Kenai uh, all the time to give out all of his handles and stuff why don't you let them know where they can find you all across social
2: media you can find me on tiktok at jamerson 496 and facebook and instagram jamerson taylor
0: And um, before we get out of here, let them know where they can find you uh, all across the Internet, uh, Instagram, your SoundCloud, anything that you want to promote. This is your time.
1: All righty. Thank you. So my um, Instagram is going to be at EvolveXVII, and that's spelled E-V-O-L-V-E-X-V-I-I. And then my Instagram, sorry, not my Instagram, my SoundCloud and my YouTube is going to be my name, which is capital K, then lowercase E -n 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 N space, capital A, then lowercase I. You can find me out on SoundCloud and um, in my YouTube. Um, I haven't distributed anything on Apple or SoundCloud. I'm not, I'm in, not SoundCloud, I'm in Spotify, but right now I'm, I'm in the works of that, getting that ready so that I can put my album out there. But those are the two places you can find me on. If you follow me there on my socials, I'm definitely going to be keeping everyone updated with my album and everything. And I want to thank you so much, Paul, for having me on this podcast. I really loved it. I will hundred percent. I think I might come back on a podcast either right before my album's is about to release. So we can talk about see like the difference um, about how I was thinking <laughs> a year ago, or even probably in December when I'm in school and like, I'm getting everything good. I would love to talk about it. I love having tips of talks. I love um, when people ask me certain questions. I love giving feedback and well, actually, where can I find this podcast?
0: So there you go. Uh, So we are on uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Um, I don't upload them to YouTube as much as possible, but you can find more information about uh, all things clock shelves uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Threads at Clock shelves. that's C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. Um, all the links to everything, the various podcasts that we do, Paul and All, this, that's this one. Um, James is a frequent uh, guest on Paul and All and Buffyverse and Converse. That's another podcast that we do where we're, re-watching, or in James's case, first time watching uh, the entirety of <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, with a bunch of other friends of ours. Um, I've done, uh, I do the Marvel uh, MCU and Me, where I talk about the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, as well as a variety of other things that you can find linked there. Um, go ahead. You have your hand raised.
3: Uh, really quick, because I guess I'm working in, I don't know when my next call is going to come in after I just got off one. Um, I do want to take him time to say um when I even texted to his mom, uh, even as I was just talking about like, you know, your progress, and I'm trying not to get choked up, he has to talk about it again. Um (laughs) uh from meeting you uh until now and watching your progress in terms of you know everything uh with all of what you've endured, all of what you've been through. Um, I'm proud
1: to I got you man. <laughs> you might cut out buddy. <laughs> I'm proud to say
3: I'm happy to see the man that you have become. And I can't I can't wait to see where your dreams and goals take you.
1: I can promise you one thing. It's it's gonna take me very far, James. And I trust me, I've been I've been <laughs> I've been tearing up a lot behind the closed doors. You ain't even seen my lot.
3: I'ma stop right now because I gotta work and I can't be taking calls a my voice <laughs> cutting and not like this, but I'm glad I was able to be here on this podcast. And once <clears> again, <throat> <clears throat> Once again, I want to say happy birthday, and
1: I'm proud of you. Thank you so much, man. Love you guys. I I
0: I will tell you, can I like pretty much any Uh chance? And this is this is not me just blowing smoke or anything, but pretty Uh much any chance that he gets, he never does anything but but talk good about about you and your siblings. He is never anything but proud of all of you. So I, I mean, <laughs> we can, we can all tell by the way that he got choked up that that was serious. But uh, as I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we call each other best friends. It's mm-hmm. not just a one way street, but uh, no, um, as, as he's one of my best friends, I'm one of his best friends. Uh, it's he's absolutely serious in, in everything that he, he just said, he is incredible. I, I know for a fact, he is incredibly proud of you. Um, And I am very very thankful very grateful that you uh, hopped on here and um uh i look forward to talking with you again in the future um i thank you both for being on uh, i think this was a fantastic mm-hmm. discussion and uh in a similar way i can't i can't wait to see what happens um i i believe james said something earlier about mtv and it made me you know chuckle because i'm i'm normally the old one who talks about you know mtv being music <laughs> related and whatnot but um no i i can't wait to see you know when uh when all the kids are figuring out some sort of dance to do to your uh songs on tiktok and you know all uh, music videos are blowing up and and you know i can i can say i had him on my show when so uh thank you very much for that um so until next time uh, he James and Kenai, I am Paul and that is all. Thank you guys once again for listening.